Going once, going twice, going so to the podcast in the back. What's your name, ma'am? It's Manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Doing great. You, you know, know what? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. When you all hear this, it's Teresa's birthday. My birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks. 22. <laughs> 22 is not like an awesome year for me, so 20... I'd, I'd rather be 34. 25? But that's how old you're going to be. Tomorrow. Oh, but that doesn't play into the joke of like lying about your age. Well, you why, say, I don't want to lie about my age. I like my but age. But my press age is 16. People are like, how old's Travis? 16. I that, know. That doesn't make any sense. How about my press age is 48? <laughs> that <laughs> sounds old's, better. What? <laughs> how old is Travis? 48. Hard living. Um, <laughs> I'm chronic. No, you would look really great for 48. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm chronologically 35, but spiritually 72. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. So this episode, we're going to be talking about auctions. And uh, before we roll into the history, which I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah. Have you ever actually been to any kind of auction? Nope. Not silent? Not nope. a raffle? I mean, I have been at places where there are raffles. Yes, I know, because your dad has won he, an inordinate amount. It's so weird. How does that happen? No, he's won know. a lot of raffles, I believe. He surely has. A lot of big raffles. Like he won what? a car once. What? Yeah, I know. Did he actually like drive it and keep it and stuff? Uh, I think that he traded in for like a, a little bit of a nicer thing, a nicer car. Oh. Because the, the raffle car was not like super awesome, so he traded in one of our cars to get a better one. I see. Um, I have been to, well, I won a silent auction once mm. uh, accidentally. I was raising money for a theater in town. I was hosting a thing, which many people might have come to. I don't know. Maybe some people were there. And they had like a silent auction going. And one of the auction items was like 13 bottles of liquor or something, 14, 15 bottles of liquor. And I put down like 100 bucks, like, and then no one outbid me. <laughs> and so I ended up winning like. 14 bottles of like full size bottles of liquor for like a yeah, hundred wow. bucks. It was a great deal. Um, and also, okay, this is the weird one. Okay. So growing up in my church every year, I might've told you about this already. Every year, the youth group would do a raffle. Okay. Oh, sorry. would do an auction. And how it worked is if you memorized a Bible verse, if you remembered to bring your Bible to youth group attendance, of bringing a guest, all of these things got you points, which then at the end of the year, you could use in the auction to buy stuff, which that's the thing. Now, as an adult, every time I talk about this, I think, like, that's pretty messed up, you know? And we're going to pay kids to come to church and let them get, like, football. I remember one year I was really excited. I won a Big Mouth Billy Bass. I was very excited about that. And a tool <laughs> you would belt. would be. I know. It was great. But the thing is, is, like, 
there were kids who, you know, I think like there was a bike one year. Like there was some pretty yeah. good stuff that was donated to it. And there were kids who would like save up all their points to like big on bid on the big items and then lose. Yeah. And it's like, well, now you can't do anything with those points. So why'd you even come to church? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that I think that and then also to mention your dad a uh, second time. Uh, Teresa's dad loves like car auction shows. Oh yeah! So I've He's watched fan. those with him a couple times. I still I've watched those. I have no idea what's going on. Well, the thing is, is the most interesting part about it is when they're like showing the car, right? And, like, talking about like the person who rebuilt it and all the original. I'm like awesome, and then it just goes into this blur of human motion. At the end, a car is sold, and I'm like, what or sometimes happened? not, or not. Which is a sad day for the car. Because yeah. then I always think about that scene from Brave Homeless. Little Toaster. When the cars are in the the like wrecking yard and they're singing the song. I haven't seen the Brave Little Toaster. What? I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. What? Sorry. Okay. Tomorrow we're watching Brave Little Toaster. No. And I think Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Mm. Is another one? Weird. Okay. So. I want a cake and a cakewalk, but that's not an auction. <laughs> no. But I. It is a game of chance. I did just. Uh, for a second, forget how the cakewalk worked and thought it was a musical <laughs> chairs where you sat on a cake. That's not it, right? You don't get no. to keep the cake you sat on. Because, uh-uh. of course, if you sat on a cake, you'd get to keep it, right? No one would want it after that. Why not sit on all the cakes as right? you go around Just them? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, stop it. You got to pay for all those cakes now. I was like, no, I won. These are my butt cakes. So, auctions. Uh, auctions. Okay. Was this suggested by someone? It was. And while you talk, I will look it up. Okay. Um, A brief history of auctions. So the word auction derives from the Latin octus, which means increasing. Oh. Okay. Um, Probably one of the first recorded auctions was eh, not so awesome. Um, I'm going to guess maybe a human auction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. About 500 uh, BCE, there are records of women being auctioned off by their families as brides. Ooh. Oh, yeah, no. not awesome. But the further you look into this, the further you find that it was all kind of a show and it was really to gain prestige for the uh, for the family of the bride because if there was like... They would often do like these like super high bids for these ladies who were already like involved with the suitor and it no so, money was exchanged hands. Like it was basically so they, a, a drama. So they, they were already with the person who was bidding on them. Like, yes. So it's just to show like I would pay for her. Yes. And her saying like he would pay for me. Yes. What? It was rigged That's is what weird. I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. So okay. it may not have been all that bad. It was kind of like a drama, like Still, a play. You know, if you tell me people were sold, even if it was a show, I'm going to say it was bad. Yeah. Um. So after those Greeks did the whole people show, um, the Romans were like, hey, we want to get in on this. And so much so that everything began to be sold at auction. And I'm going to start with the little things and and lead with the last one, the biggest one. Okay. So uh, assets of debtors, things they stole from other places. Huh. Um, slaves. Yeah. Um, and then, so in 
193 AD, the entire empire, the Roman Empire, was auctioned off. No. Yeah. No. When the emperor was killed, um, Rome fell because they auctioned the whole thing off. They were like, oh, we don't care anymore. We don't want this. Huh. Isn't that great? That's amazing. Huh. It's really like the logical conclusion, isn't yeah. it? Well, we've got nothing left to auction except all of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after the fall of the Roman Empire, auctions, not surprisingly, took kind of a dip in popularity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you done auctioned your whole em- Whoops. You whoops. auctioned your empire. Uh, in the 17th century, the British decided that this would be fun, but we have to make some weird rules around it because why not yeah. right um there was something called a uh, a candle bid where the auction would only last until a candle burned out burned down right <sighs> you know i love something like that I right know you it's do. arbitrary and archaic and a little bit like creepy uh-huh. as you like watch and it's like oh the flame oh the flame grows weak mm-hmm Ugh. The highest bid at the time of the candle, uh, snuffing itself out, was considered the final bid. I'm glad, though, that that went... So it didn't matter if anyone had more money. If the candle was out, that was it. I'm glad that it went the other way, and now it's more common to have humans. Because if I was an auctioneer and I lost my job to a candle, I'd be really upset. So that's kind of like the ancient-ish history of auctions. Nowadays, um, starting in 1674, the Stockholm uh, Auction House in Sweden was established, followed by Sotheby's in um, 1744. Is that how you pronounce it? Sotheby's. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. I Honestly, I don't have another guess. All right. So... Um, followed by Christie's in uh-huh. 1766. Yes. And that's the one that well, I've really heard of. Yeah, those are all, like, I, at least I think the S1 and Christie's are still a thing. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, But, like, every day people auction things off on eBay. Oh, yes, I have heard of it. Have you ever bought anything off eBay? I have only bought um, things that were as is in the way of like there was no auction. What do they call that? Buy now. Buy now. Yes. I've only bought as by my, by now. Yes. I think. I the, don't have the patience to sit in front of a computer and listen to the dings and be like, oh, well, I've been outbid the, by five cents. The like other thing stuff. that you must know about Teresa McRoy for any of this to make sense is she is the least competitive person I've ever met. So the rush of like paddle, paddle, bid, bid. Oh, they're going to outbid. Like Teresa gets nothing out of that. Yeah. She just wants to buy and be done. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> Where like I, I have, am, I am happy agonizing over which one to buy yes. for a very oh, I long know, time. Honey. Yes, I do know that that is true. I'm very happy to do that to compare and contrast and ooh him and haw about you, what I want. It's not the same thing. But have you ever played bingo like in a real bingo house? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, you would know because bingo is surprisingly fast paced and intense. Oh, so if no. You, listen, this isn't an auction. I get that. But if you ever get the chance to go to like a real bingo house and play bingo, you should. Because, like, you'll see people there who have bought, like, 20 cards. And, like, the the bingo caller will say, like, you know, I-30 or whatever. I don't know what the numbers are. And you'll watch this person go, and, like, hit, you know, take their, their, like I said, it's not auctions. Little bingo boinger. Yeah. But the the speed at which a a bingo caller goes and the speed at which you have, it's 
pretty intense. It's uh, pretty intense. It's like that and NASCAR, I think, are the two big, most intense games you can play. Is NASCAR a game? Anyways, back to auction. <laughs> well, so eBay um, wasn't really considered a... I guess it wasn't it wasn't invited to the cool table as far as auctions go until really uh, 2014. And I know what happened then. Well, the online art auction industry accounted for two point eight billion pounds of sales. Wow. Yeah. So they were kind of like, this is really great for like, I don't know old video game consoles but is it art well mostly when i think of ebay immediately my mind goes to beanie babies ah like that's the first thing i think about mm, when i think about ebay yeah beanie babies but apparently it was art huh that's pretty cool right yeah all right so now that we've done the history let's talk a little bit about the specifics okay well first this is normally where we would give a thank you note to sponsors but we don't have any sponsors this week so here's some Max Fun promos and thank you. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, yeah. that's no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a lot, of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Okay. More specifics. More specifics. I like data (laughs) and data. Right. Um, I like both the Android mm -hmm. and information. Yeah. Ignoring you now. Okay. Auctions have their own sign language. Yeah. Yes. I, this, uh, uh, like a hand up, tap your nose, uh, no. a cough, wave well, a handkerchief, flap your arms, pretend no. to fart. No, no. Uh, numbers are important in auctions, right? So uh, the way you'd communicate a number would be one through five on your hand, the way you were you would if you were counting. But then when you get to six, you got to switch it up so that you can continue to count with just one hand. All right. So sign for six is a thumbs up. Seven is a curled index finger. Um, like 
Yeah, red. like you're hooking, like you're scratching. Like red rum. Red rum. Okay. Um, and eight is crossed finger straight up, and nine is a thumbs down. And then ten. You ten just, is like... probably one and a. Uh, don't ask me questions. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's some more. If you point straight up and make a circle, the bitter knows you. Uh, it shows that the bitter wants to take them all. That makes sense, right? Make a little circle. I'll take the lot. Oh, right? I see. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Uh, two or three fingers in the middle of your chest is meant to signal to the auctioneer saying, hey, you got me, bud? You see it, right? You, you see, see it, it right? right? Okay. You see me, right? If you put your fist in the air, it means you're sure that you're the highest bidder. And if you're wrong, the auctioneer has to call you on it, okay? Um, that's just because of like the confusing it's it's nature. going fast so you want to make sure like i think I'm the, and if they're like it's not you like oh okay then one more both hands up in the air each hand wiping the other is like an all done right um so is that like i'm out I'm the not property can be sold no more bids okay. so it's like going once going twice sold okay right um if your fingers are straight and together and you move your hand and with your palm down and back and forth you're trying to tell the auctioneer that you're offering half of the amount you just promised or you want half of the items that doesn't make any sense to yeah, me that seems like a pro level maneuver yeah you know like there's some bids. i can't really imagine what that means yeah there's some bets you can put down uh like in in craps that I have no idea how they work, and mm-hmm. I've played craps many, many times. I assume it's like that, where it's like maybe it's like if you like if if somebody goes like five thousand, and you say like eight thousand, and you're like, wait, no, hold on, I could have done you know seventy five hundred or whatever. You could maybe then like uh, hold on, back, back, back. Right. Um. So we were talking. Those are pretty much the the bitter. And how hand do you signals? let the know the auctioneer that you need to pee? Um. You go before the auction. Oh, I see. Um, those are all for bidders, but the auctioneers, they do that thing. You did it at the beginning, right? So those are filler words. Yes. Okay. That's anything that isn't the bid. It's to keep the energy up, right? Well, so it's designed as like a chant, right? And it's supposed to be kind of hypnotizing to the people in the room it is supposed to create urgency but it's also supposed to create a rhythm so people just kind of get in the habit of bidding yeah right um and it's described by uh, my research assistant alex as capitalist hygno- hypnosis okay nice alex <laughs> thank you again alex You're i great. like it yeah i like it um but the important part is, like I said, the auction chant, which is three parts. Um, the statement, which is, I bid $10. The suggestion is, we got $10. Now for $20. Yeah. And the question, I got $10. Do I hear $30 over here? That kind of stuff. Could you do that one more time, please? No. No, as fast as you can. Come on, please. No, I will please, not. People requested it. People ask that, please talk like an auctioneer as fast as you can. Nobody requested they that. They did. Not specifically of you, but of us, that we were talking auctioneer, talk as fast as we could. Please. I bid $10. We got $10. $20. $20. Do I hear $30 over here? What's great about that is that was very good. First of all, very good. Second of all, you sound a little bit like Janet Snakehall from uh, <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. I agree. I agree. Oh, this sad sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Sorry, Charlie. This sad, sad sack, sack of potatoes. Of potatoes. 
It's been a long day over here in the McElroy house. BB has been real fussy today. <laughs> Teresa and I are feeling a little slap happy. All okay. right. Um, so I said it earlier. The lot is the group of items. Uh-huh. And just like me, my research assistant th- thinks this. Uh, when I hear the word lot, I think of Harry Potter on the train buying the whole snack trolley. I'll what? take the lot. I'll take the lot. Um, I also, when I hear a lot, because I'm a theater nerd, the first thing I think of is uh, Phantom of the Opera. Ah. Where it starts with like the crate, all the stuff rolling out, and the lot is like the chandelier, I think, that mm-hmm. they're starting with. Um, go on the block. That's fairly obvious. It's when the thing gets up to the um, auctioneer podium. Um, the three Ds, or maybe five Ds, are given. Breath, width, uh, height, nope. time, Mm-mm. flavor? Um, the top reasons people sell things at auction, three D's, debt, divorce, and death. What's the possible fourth and fifth? Possible fourth and fifth, uh, are disease and denial. (laughs) Okay. Those are put forth by linguist Barry Popkick. Um, he has some really great stuff to say, by the way. Anyway. What's it's a thing because this is another thing I'm trying to remember from like the car auctions of you can set like a minimum to hit Mm -hmm. like where say I have a work of art I decide that the work of art is worth $15,000 and if we don't hit $15,000 I'm not selling it right and so they might start the bidding lower than that Mm -hmm. so that we can get people interested at like say 8,000 but if we don't hit 15 it doesn't sell yes because i've seen that in those car auctions where you know you know what a car is worth based on like the market value and like how much work you put into it and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and but you don't want to start the bidding at what the car is worth because then people aren't hooked into it but you also don't want to sell the car for less than it's worth right so that's why sometimes uh stuff goes up for auction and even though people are bidding on it it wouldn't actually sell exactly that happens in silent auctions, too, mm-hmm. where they say, like, this is worth this much, so bid that much or more. Right. Um, let's go on to things that you shouldn't really do at an auction. Sneeze. Uh, I mean, people sneeze and cough and You stuff. shouldn't kill someone. You shouldn't do that anywhere. I mean, true, but okay. Um, here's something that's, that's not exactly illegal, but not exactly cool. It's called a chandelier bid. Like Phantom of the Opera? No. Okay. <laughs> so the auctioneer, in order to kind of drum up the drama for something that really should sell. Will point at a fake bid or yeah. like you would point where the chandelier, oh, right over there, oh, right over mm-hmm. uh, Like I said, it is within the rules, but, but it's not cool. It's not fun. That, who does, Oh, yeah. Leslie Nope does Leslie that. Leslie Nope does that. Okay. Uh, here's another one. This is called shilling. Um, and it's when someone pretends to be somebody else or uses a third party to uh, inflate the bidding price. Okay. Right? Um, and it it is actually illegal in auctioning. Um, and this is something that happens a lot in online auctions, right? And this is the whole reason that ratings have been introduced to a lot of online auction uh, pro what else, platforms. Okay. Um, because a lot of sellers won't sell to buyers that have poor ratings. And you can discover like how trustworthy a seller is by their rating. 
Um, because if it's discovered that somebody is shilling, they obviously get a poor rating. And then they cannot ne- either buy or sell things. Now, I've always assumed that in in-person auctions, like the ones where you get paddles, you have like given them like some kind of personal information, be it maybe as far as like credit card or just like who you are in order to get the paddle, right? Because you get registered. You say yes. like, I'm number 13 and then number 13 bids on it. So that way, especially if there's a lot of stuff up for auction, you can just stay seated and do it and not have to like stand up and claim the thing every time. I believe that there are some times that you do have to. I've never gotten to do a paddle, but I haven't either. Man, do I want I mean, to. I've never been to an auction is what we I really go mean. to one right now. No. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about, and I have to say, once more, I love my research assistant for these shows. I want to talk about provenance. Where have you heard that word before? Pro- provenance. Provenance? It's like, is that like your lineage? No. What is it? It's the story behind the thing that you're selling, and uh. we have heard of it on the... Oh, oh, on uh, the uh, roadshow. The, the Antiques, Antiques Roadshow. Road show. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. man, there was a time. Was it when I was pregnant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We watched oh. it on that PBS app. Oh, it was the most chill thing. So like, great. You know, you, your blood pressure is high, and you don't know you're stressed about having a baby, and you turn on Antiques Roadshow, and it it's chill just... o'clock. Oh, so good. That was, was that before we discovered Bob Ross again? I think it was. Mm-hmm. No, I fell asleep too much to the Bob Ross. Yes, Bob Ross I, put Teresa to sleep too quickly. But I really wanted to know how much uh, the... The appraisers were going to give you know once people one, so like, if you watch enough antiques roadshow you start to build like oh that's my favorite appraiser and you're yeah. like oh no that that appraiser always does like weapons and that appraiser always mm-hmm. does old toys well they have specialties of I course I know but the best is watching it and being like oh every so often you get this like now if you hadn't wiped the patina away oh, this no. would be fifteen thousand but because you cleaned it. Two dollars happens a lot. Let like wood furniture. People oh. think that they're cleaning it and they're oh. just taking all. Listen, of the if you learn one thing from this show, never polish antique weapons. Any kind of antique yeah. metal, be it candlesticks, old guns, or whatever. Don't polish it. <laughs> but that's not what provenance is. Oh. Okay, um, that is the story behind it. It has to be well documented, yes. right? So you can't just make up a story to make it sound like this has been in your family forever or whatever. Or you like it was Abraham Lincoln's Exactly. It, it needs to be traceable. And a lot of auctioneer houses, or auction houses, excuse me, and appraisers have ways of doing this. There are, like, there are um, resources for that. I wanted to say encyclopedias, but that's not what I meant. No, that's okay. I mean, that's the thing. Another thing that you anyway. find out a lot of, on Antiques Roaches, another yeah. great way to learn, where they can say, like, we have this, um, you know, the this insignia on the bottom and this picture of it in this catalog. And we have you have a picture here of this person holding it. And mm-hmm. we are able to verify it in this book off of the serial numbers, all of that stuff. Right. Um, so here's here's the thing about Antiques Roadshow, right? It is manufactured slightly. They always try and go to cities that are not super big, but not super small. You know, places like Boise, uh-huh. right? Or Chattanooga or things like that. Just medium-sized cities because uh, this is where they would get 
um, people who are probably not doing this for a living. Yeah. People who probably picked things up at estate sales or oh, garage you can sales. Always tell the difference. Yeah. Where it's like when someone's like, "How much do you think this is worth?" And if the person's like, "I have no idea," I just. Don't that person that's been in their family forever. When someone's like, I think it's worth twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. It's like, well, that person just bought it for twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Anyways, we're big fans of Antique Roadshow. We're big fans. Um, and so what what they're doing on Antiques Roadshow is they offer two numbers usually. The first one is they offer what they would suggest that you insure it for, which is usually a lot higher. Yes. Um, because, you know, they're they're expecting it to appreciate in value. Poor wood furniture. It's gone really far down. Anyway, um, and then there is the auction value, which is a given a range. And so you probably wouldn't, you would still probably, if you got it at a garage sale, be very happy to earn $800. But they'll say 800 to 1200 right? Because it's an auction. Because it's an auction. You never know who's really going to be interested in it. Um, and I really like it. It's I especially great. like when things are like family heirlooms and people are like, oh, I don't care how much it's worth. I love it so much. I just wanted to hear about the painter or something. Right. Um, so we have a couple questions. Okay. This is from Keen. How do estate sales work? Is it only we- wealthy people who have estate sales? Absolutely not. Um, my grandmother, when she passed, we put her things in an estate sale. Um, I mean, it's basically... The way that an estate sale is different from an auction um, is there typically aren't bids, um, but there can be. It can escalate to that point. And there's a lot of things in it that you that you wouldn't like consider valuable, um, but things go in lots, like I said, a lot. Um, so you can buy all of my grandmother's china for a specific amount of money. Um, and the, the thing about estate sales is everything is as it is, right? So people don't clean things up. It's kind of between a garage sale and an auction. Uh, this question is from Marcus. How many raffle tickets is too many raffle tickets? Oh boy. Um, I would say. That was a strong reaction that I was not expecting. Too many raffle tickets is, uh, outspending the amount of money it would cost to buy the item you want. Absolutely. I think that's too many. I think the thing to keep in mind is the context that I would need to know to answer this question is like, is it a charity raffle thing? Hmm. Cause like if you're raising money for a charity, it's like, yeah, buy raffle tickets if you want to. But if you're just doing it, like I have to win that thing. Yeah. Be like, okay, cool. Maybe 10. I don't know. Like, how much is the thing? You know, like, if it was yeah. like... How much is the thing worth? Right. Because if the thing is not worth very much and you spend a lot trying to get it, why? Why? Just why? Um. Let's see. Now, Hannah asks, is it appropriate to puppy guard the item you are bidding on at a silent auction so you can immediately go up your bid anytime someone else bids? I assume by puppy guard, yeah. Hannah means, like, stay close. Yeah. Stake like, it watch. out. Yeah. Is it appropriate? Mm. is it within the rules yeah you can do it is it kind of I a would, crappy move yeah i, I it actually is. think hannah even beyond like rudeness or appropriate i think it's a bad strategy here's why most of the time with silent auctions it's a time limit mm-hmm. and so if it's like bidding ends at 7 p.m right just check 
the sheet at six fifty five, and like if you're still willing to bid on whatever the last bid was, do it. Because most of the time, silent auctions occur at like events. Yeah. Don't waste your whole evening or the whole event like watching. Just go back and check before time runs out. That's a great you know? idea. And and if you get the feeling that a bunch of people are doing that, write down the highest you're willing to go. And if someone beats that, they beat it. Right. But like, I don't think you need to hover over it uh, the whole time. And but can you? Sure. Sure. No, but don't. It's yeah, not a good look. Um, let's see. We answered that one. Um, I don't know if I know the answer to this. Michelle asks, uh, what do you do if you were honestly just scratching your nose and never intended to bid on anything? Um, I would say that you hope that somebody else bids. And if I, that's not really like a, like a signal. I feel like that's the movies. Yeah. I feel Um, like that's the thing that happens in TV and movies where it's just like, oh, were you, and even that, I think if you just started shaking your head, like, no, (laughs) like they're not going to be like, I think that's a bit like, that's a fairly universal human symbol. Uh, But really all you have to do uh, is hope that somebody else outbids or if that ends up to be the bid, Go to whoever is in charge. Go to the auctioneer after the bid is closed and say, listen, that's not what I wanted. And hopefully uh, they'll be able to remember who bid beneath you so yeah, that they but can I, give but it to that, them instead. that thing of like coughing or yeah. like twitching, or no, I think that's just movies. I think you're okay. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. From what I've read. Yes. I'm not saying it never happens. And but... even then, like I said, wave your hands and say like, <laughs> no. no. Do that. Never... That. Sign across no. your throat. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> no. I I was just scratching my nose. <laughs> that was a mistake I just made. Turn around and walk out. Or just look behind you like did you did you somebody bend? else? I think it was them. <laughs> they did it. All right, that's gonna do it for us. We're gonna wrap up there. Thank you so much for joining us. Um go check out all the other amazing shows at maximumfun.org. Uh also uh, we've got a couple tours coming up. Uh, my brother, my brother, and me is going to be in Cleveland on May fifteenth with Paul and Storm. With Paul and Storm, and in Cincinnati on May sixteenth with and- Schmanners and Sawbones. Yeah. So listen, be there. We'll miss you if you're not there. We'll be sad. And you can get tickets at McElroy.family and then click on tours. You can also click on merch there and see all the amazing merch. There's a lot of cool Schmanner stuff there. Um, Oh, also, if you're a fan of the Adventure Zone, our graphic novel is coming out in July. And you can pre-order that by going to theadventurezonecomic.com. That's book two of the Adventure Zone graphic novel series. What's the name of this one? This one is Murder on the Rockport Limited. Murder. We're very excited. We're That's very the train excited. one. It is. It's it's kind of an homage uh, slash ripoff of Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? If you have ideas for topics, you can email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com. Did, uh, did we say who this one was from? Oh, I didn't. This is Aiden. Aiden suggested this Thank one. You, Thank you, Aiden. Aiden. It's a great suggestion. Um, and if you have questions every week when we announce our topic, we'll tweet it from at SchmannersCast. Uh, and then you can respond with any questions you have about that topic. And if you have general questions and just like to get or give great advice, uh, you can join our Facebook fan run group, um, Schmanners. Banners. Um, and we want to thank Keely Weiss Photography for that banner art. And thank uh, Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail. And thank Brent Bruntofloss Black for our theme music, which is a banger. And you can get as a ringtone where those are found. 
Uh, and that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.